from the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Wednesday, September 6th, 2023. For the Ohio News Network, I'm Dave James. The State Highway Patrol reports that 19 people were killed on Ohio roads over the Labor Day weekend. That compares to just five last year, but there were 17 the year before that and 15 in 2020. The 19 killed this year include three pedestrians and six people on motorcycles. Of the 10 killed in vehicles, troopers say eight were not wearing seatbelts, and five of the six killed on motorcycles were not wearing helmets. Ohio Governor Mike DeWine yesterday announced the creation of a new initiative to help eliminate unsafe railroad crossings in the state. Betsy Kling reports. Governor DeWine's office says fixing railroad crossings is a top priority. Ohio cities can now apply for $100 million in state grants to eliminate some of its roughly 5,700 intersections where road and railway meet. The governor says the program will provide support to get railroad safety projects moving in the right direction since most cities cannot afford the repairs on their own. Several options will be considered, such as the improvement of existing grade crossings, replacement with other options like overhead bridges, or eliminating some intersections altogether. Voting rights groups want to dismiss their lawsuit against Ohio's unconstitutional congressional map. Attorneys for the League of Women Voters of Ohio and others told the Ohio Supreme Court yesterday that prolonging the legal wrangling over congressional districts isn't in the best interest of Ohio voters. The group said they're willing to live with the map approved and used in last year's elections since the Ohio Constitution orders that a new map be redrawn after the 2024 general election. But the legal struggle over state legislative districts continues with the GOP holding a supermajority in both chambers. A man accused of murdering his parents in Delaware is being held without bail. More on this from Owen and Jolanda Harris. Mohammed Lamine Conde had his first court appearance after being charged with murder. His parents were found shot in their home on Sunday afternoon. Now, according to an affidavit, Mohammed's sister told detectives he's often paranoid and delusional and has a fascination with guns. Detectives found a box cutter in his mother's nightgown and a door security guard and door security bar installed on the parents' bedroom door. Their son lived with them in their home. A bail hearing is scheduled for Friday in this case. I'm Yolanda Harris. A police officer in a township about 25 miles east of Cleveland has stepped down amid controversy. Russ Mitchell reports. The Chester Township Police Department has confirmed that the police officer, previously accused of sexual battery involving a teenager, has resigned. Last month, charges against Nicholas Iacampo were dropped following his arrest after allegations he had sex with a teen while on duty. The 29-year-old had been on paid administrative leave before his resignation. New charges still are possible against the former officer as the investigation continues. Two former Toledo City Council members will spend time in federal prison. Here's ONN's Eric Brown. A federal judge sentenced former Toledo City Council member Yvonne Harper to one year in prison Tuesday after she pleaded guilty to accepting bribes in 2022, along with former council members Tyrone Riley and Larry Sykes. Riley was also sentenced Tuesday to two years in jail. In June, fourth former council member Gary Johnson was found guilty on one count of federal bribery and not guilty on another for accepting money for votes. Johnson has asked a judge to overturn his guilty verdict. Eric Brown, ONN News. Hundreds of guns have been seized and dozens of alleged criminals are off Cleveland streets after a three-month partnership between the U.S. Attorney's Office and the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco and Firearms. 
Emma Henderson reports. The focus has been following guns that have been used to commit crimes to follow them back to the alleged criminals. According to the U.S. Attorney for the Northern District of Ohio's office, 240 guns were taken off the street during the operation. That included 17 ghost guns, or guns that are untraceable and built at home, and 28 guns with Glock switches, which cause guns to fire automatically like a machine gun. 59 people have been charged with a combination of illegal trafficking, possession, and use of firearms, along with some drug trafficking charges as a result of this large operation. Seven months after the toxic train derailment in East Palestine, the community 20 miles south of Youngstown still has not been visited by President Joe Biden. That became a topic during yesterday's White House press briefing when Fox News correspondent Peter Ducey asked Press Secretary Corrine Jean-Pierre about it. The president said over the long weekend that he hasn't had the occasion to go to East Palestine. I just haven't been able to break. The derailment was on February 3rd. President Biden has not had a break since February 3rd. The president will go to East Palestine. He promised that he would, and he will. Uh, You saw him. uh, So he was not on a break when he was in Lake Tahoe? I will say this again. The president is going to go to East Palestine, as he has said that he is committed to do. You saw him just this Saturday visit uh, a rural area, right, that was uh, devastated. Some parts were devastated by uh, Hurricane Idalia, and he was there with the First Lady. They were able to hear directly from the American people, and he was able to talk about what is it that they need? What is it? What else do they need from the federal government? So the president is going to go to East Palestine. I don't have a time or, or date to announce at this time, but he will go. This prompted Republican Congressman Bill Johnson of Marietta to post on Twitter that Biden has had plenty of time to visit East Palestine, but he says he's concluded that Biden just doesn't care that much. Speaking of East Palestine, village leaders are looking to give residents a break. Tracy Townsend explains. Residents affected by the East Palestine train derailment could be in for some tax relief. The East Palestine City Council is considering an ordinance that would create a village tax exemption for derailment-related payments that residents would receive. And this would include any payments given to them by Norfolk Southern. If council approves, the exemption will protect residents for the entire year of 2023. I'm Tracy Townsend. A debate is raging over the name of Ohio's only national forest, the Wayne National Forest, located in 12 southern and southeastern Ohio counties. It's named after General Anthony Wayne. A forest manager says Native American tribes have been asking for a name change for decades because of General Wayne's actions in forcing the removal of Miami ancestors from their homelands. The new proposed name is Buckeye National Forest. Like the rest of Ohio and the nation, COVID cases are going up in Lucas County, which includes the city of Toledo. Andre Norrells reports. Lucas County Interim Health Commissioner Shannon Jones says she doesn't see a need for people to change their habits, even when it comes to wearing a mask. It's a personal choice. Unless you go into a business where they are mandating a mask or if you know that you are actively sick and have to go out to the grocery store or to the pharmacy to get medicine, certainly wear a mask. Absolutely. I don't think we'll be back to where we were at the beginning of the pandemic where it was masking everywhere you went. 24-7. Andre Knowles reporting in studio. An Ohio State University student in Columbus was robbed at gunpoint just outside of his dormitory at about midnight last night. 
Tara Jabor has more. Police say that a student was walking in this area and they were approached by a light-colored four-door vehicle. Four people were inside and two men came out. One pointed a gun at the student and demanded his things. That student gave up his laptop and cell phone. Now, nobody was injured and now police are searching for the suspects. They believe that the suspects are teens or in their early 20s and the four-door vehicle could be stolen. Tara Jabor in Columbus. Ohio State's offense is still being experimented with as the second game approaches against Youngstown State Saturday. Dom Tiberi reports. Coach Ryan Day telling us that Kyle McCord will once again get the start at quarterback this week. He also said he wants to get Devin Brown into the game. The coach says it is a fluid situation when it comes to his signal callers. Learned some things about Kyle on Saturday. Saw some things that were really good. Saw some things that he's got to improve on. Disappointed that we couldn't get more on the field with Devin. But but hopefully this week we can and continue to evaluate it. But Kyle will start again this week, and then we'll keep going from there. I'm Dom Tiberi. The Cincinnati Zoo is offering free admission to all active fire, police, and safety personnel this Friday through Monday. That includes EMTs, corrections officers, and 911 dispatchers. Those qualifying to get in free can also purchase admission tickets at 50% off for up to six family members. Special thanks to our television affiliates, WTOL in Toledo, WKYC in Cleveland, and WBNS in Columbus for their contributions to today's podcast. I'm Dave James on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.